With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. No, no, Stu, Stu, Stu. What's your motive? And now on Blog Talk Radio, you're listening to Wine Talk with Stu the Wine Guru. Welcome to Wine Talk. Today, Wednesday, December 23rd. I'm your host, Stu the Wine Guru. Coming to you live from sunny Coral Springs, Florida, as I always do. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yes, we actually made it to that time of year. Unbelievable. Got a, a day or so to go here, and uh, I'm sure everyone is out shopping the last minute, picking up a variety of different things for a variety of different people. Uh, as I tell my wife, the Internet, beautiful thing, great invention. You'll have to fight the crowds. You don't have to get in line. You don't have to be pushed and shoved. You can just do a couple little tick, tick, tick on a computer keyboard, and uh, you've got stuff going to who it needs to go to if you want to send it away, or you can send it here to your house and then uh, bring it the day of Christmas. We'll put it under the tree. I mean, I'll tell you, uh, the past couple of years, I don't sweat it. I just take care of it you know, way in advance, and uh, life is good. Okay. So as you know, I'll take your calls anytime during the show at 1-646-381-4860, or you can email me your question at info at stewthewineguru.com. I want to say welcome to all of you listening worldwide. Thank you for getting the word out there about the show. If you want to find out more about me, just Google Stu the Wine Guru. Do search. You can do that on Google or Yahoo or any search engine. You can find the websites, the videos, the articles, and all the shows that I'm currently part of. Speaking of articles, as I mentioned before on past shows, I am writing wine articles and reviews for Yahoo the examiner, so look out for those as well. I've also made uh, a Wine 101 video series that can be viewed on both YouTube or you can simply go to my website at www.stewthewineguru and check those out. Uh, As I mentioned in the last show, I have about four more in production at the moment and then there will be another two coming out after that covering different varietals of wine 
also uh, what to do when you're going to be hosting a wine tasting at your house, how to get it ready, um, and or actually how to put one together with someone, have someone come in and actually do that for you. So lots of stuff coming up on that. Let's see what else we've got going here. All right, let's talk wine. We've got a fantastic holiday show for you tonight. Of course, the number to call in is 1-646-381-4860. Or if you're shy and don't like to talk on the phone, you can email me your questions at info at stewthewineguru.com. Later in the show, my question of the night is, holiday wine, which do you prefer for the holiday meal? So get ready on the phone and put your fingers on the keyboards and weigh in on that one. Also, as you know, uh, if you've listened to the show before, there is a live chat room that you can go to that's up on the site. So you can go in there. Uh, I'll always put the question of the evening up, and you can answer it there in the live chat room. Or you also can ask me questions in the live chat room. What I do is I check back here and there through the show and make sure that I answer any of the questions that have been posed in the chat room. So just so you know how the show works. We'll talk about some great value-priced wines, and I'll give you my review of one. Today's wine is from France, and it's for about around $15. You'll want to stick around for that one. I'll make some red and white wine recommendations in my segment, Stew's Pick of the Week. Today, to accommodate the worldwide audience uh, I, that Wine Talk reaches, I've expanded the scope of some of the wine festivals and events going on for the world travelers out there, so stick around for that. Okay, so I see we have a caller. Uh, caller, what is your name and where are you calling from? Are you there, caller? Hi, my name is Deborah, and I'm calling from Fort Lee, New Jersey. I just want to tell you that I love your show and I've listened from the beginning. Well, thank you, Deborah. You're very welcome. My question is, how much should I spend on a wine as a gift for a friend? when I'm bringing it to a holiday party? I'll take your answer offline. Thank you very much, and Merry Christmas to you, Stu. Well, actually, well, thanks for the, the question. Um, it really varies. Uh, you can, I would say it depends on the friend you're bringing it to. Uh, if you're bringing it to a close friend that you know enjoys wine, uh, you know, that really is up to you and your, your pocketbook and what you've got in your your wallet to spend. I know friends that I bring over that uh, that are, you know, wine enthusiasts that enjoy wine, and I know they're really going to appreciate it. I usually like to find a wine, a good wine for them. And, uh, you know, it's a tough question. Uh, you know, the first time that I've, I've had a question like this before that, uh, you know, it really, it really begs a, uh, a difficult answer. 
it depends on the friend and really what you have to spend. And that's really how I, I would put it. And, and here's how what I want to say. I mean, if you have a boss that you're going to a holiday party that he's having and, you know, you know that he likes wine or she likes wine, depending on what you have to spend, you, know, you could spend a good $50 on a bottle of wine and, and get them that or $30 depending on what kind of wine you're buying. Um, however, if you're going to a, you know, a holiday party, if you're going to a friend's party that uh, you don't know that well uh, and or, you know, you're just bringing a bottle of wine, you can find a good, great value price wine at, you know, $10, $15, $20. You know, really, I think that that would be a safe bet do it that way without spending uh, an arm and a leg, but the same token, bring just a good value price wine. That's basically my, uh, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it on that answer. Good question, though, I have to say. Thanks. Thanks, Deborah. All right, first up is a great value-priced wine. Remember, if you have any questions, I have answers, so call me at 646-381-4860 or email me at info at Stu the Wine Guru. I'll be happy to answer your questions either way. I want to make it easy for you. So today's choice is from France in the Bordeaux region. It's a 2005 Mouton Today Red. This wine is a Bordeaux blend of Merlot and Cabernet. It's got great notes of oak, plum, licorice. There's a bit of minerality involved in this particular wine. And the average price you'll find this for is about $10. And that's where I go back to, as I mentioned before, you know, if you're going to a holiday party and you're not going to someone that one either you know drinks wine, or you just want to bring a, a nice, a decent bottle of wine as a token. This is a great bottle of wine to bring. Uh, again, at $10, you really can't beat it. My student wine guru rating on this is 92 points. And this is a highly recommended wine for any occasion. And I think as we're going towards, we're, well, not going towards the holiday, we're actually in the holiday, part of the holiday season here, you know, between now Christmas and uh, New Year's, that's a good way to go. And typically, I know people drink champagne on New Year's, but no one really brings a bottle of champagne to a New Year's Eve party because, you know, it's expected it's going to be there already, or else you'd have like a billion bottles of champagne and nothing else to drink at all. Anyway, so that's, that's the value-priced wine for today. On to Stu's Pick of the Week. Every week I choose a red and white wine that I recommend for the weekend or any occasion. This week's red is a 2005 Catena Malbec. It's medium bodied. Notes on this are cherry and oak. It's, I believe it's Nicholas Catena's best effort for Malbec. The average price you'll find this for is around $18 to pair it. And if you want to pair it, pair it with pizza or steak, it's extremely, extremely versatile. That's the good thing about Malbecs. Uh, you'll find 
no matter where you get them from. A lot of times either you'll find a straight Malbec or you'll find it blended with um, mostly Cabernet. So you'll get a Malbec Cabernet blend 50-50. These wines, as you've heard me say on earlier shows, definitely without a doubt are doing extremely, extremely well as uh, the new wine for people to experience and to drink. And the reason being is, one, they're very well-priced. They're not uh, expensive to get involved with. But also the nice part about it is, is that they're extremely versatile so that you can drink them with almost anything um, that you would drink, let's say, you know, a Merlot with, a uh, Cab with, um, you know, just about any, any type of uh, red, medium to full-bodied wine. All right, my white wine pick of the week is a 2007 Gross Sauvignon Blanc. I like Ross as far as their wines go. Their white wine is outstanding, just about anything they do. It's out of Napa Valley. It's light-bodied with hints of grapefruit and gooseberry on the nose, and that's really the quintessential characteristic of a really good Sauvignon Blanc. You get immediately, the first thing you get is the grapefruit and the gooseberry, kind of, uh, you know, uh, a nice, sweet but citrusy kind of uh, scent. And you should be able to find this wine for about $30 a bottle. I would, personally, I like to pair it with either um, a good fish or a chicken. Um, but I think this is probably one of the best, one of the best Sauvignon Blancs uh, out of America, out of the United States. I mean, there are plenty out of New Zealand, Kim Crawford. Um, and, or you can go with some. Um, Brancott also makes excellent ones in New Zealand. But... You know, having said, keeping it in the U.S., this is a fantastic, outstanding white wine. Okay. Last but not least, my question of the day from the top of the show. Holiday wine, which do you prefer for the holiday meal? I'll take your calls at 646-381-4860, or you can email me them at info at dothewineguru.com. Okay, let's see what we got here. Um, I can see some email answers on this one coming in. Let's see. First one is from Echo Vino from Milan, Italy. And it says, Stu, I like the show. I prefer a good Pinot Noir if I'm serving turkey or ham. Thanks. Well, thanks, Echo, for your email. Good pairing choices. Okay, next one is from Red or Dead. Interesting name. From New York City, New York. And it says, Stu, when will you be in New York and do you ever do personal appearances? My choice is a good Riesling or the ham. Great show. Thanks. Well, thank you for the email, Red. And yes, I, I make personal appearances at the wine tastings that I'm booked for. If you go to the website, www.stewthewineguru.com, there's more info on that. Um, as you know, my main business is wine consulting and wine tastings and managing collections of various uh, people's collections from um, corporate on the corporate end to the uh, personal end. Um, 
So I do wine tastings basically wherever I'm booked to do so. And if you go on the website, you can find out more on how to do that. Um, I do go to a variety of different uh, wine shows and or um, you know, wine tastings and some wine festivals. When I'm going to do that, since the show has been very, kept me very busy, my wine consulting business has kept me very busy, I haven't gone to many. So in the past couple of months, because I'm trying to keep the, you know, keep the radio show going and, and answer the questions and, and uh, do the business. But what I'm going to do, and this is a very good uh, chance to discuss this with my listeners, is that when I go to any of the shows that I'll be going to in the new year, I'll give ample uh, time and information on both my website and I will talk about it on the show. So this way, uh, if you want to meet me at some of the wine tastings I do uh, or, if, you know, or the wine shows I'm going to or the wine festivals, uh, anything that I, I you know, like to get out to because I do like to get to them, um, I'll let everybody know and this way you can come and put a face to the voice. Alrighty, let's move on to the next one. The last one, aha, hey. <laughs> this is from a regular guy that calls, actually goes into the chat room pretty often, also has a show on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, this is from Felix in New Jersey. And he says, Stu, this time of year, I like everybody else, indulge in a lot of desserts. What do you suggest in port? I prefer ruby port, but I'm open to tawny port as well. Thanks, Felix in New Jersey. Okay. Well, Felix, thanks, of course, as usual. Uh, I appreciate uh, the support and that you both email me and you also um, listen in on the show and uh, go into the chat room. So he's emailing it in today. All right. Here's my, my deal on that. Um, I think if you're looking for an inexpensive port, and what I mean by inexpensive, somewhere under the $20 mark or so, that's inexpensive to me. And that's usually the entry level that ports will cost. I would go with Sandeman or Osborne, and they run about $15. And you can get the Tornies or the, port, uh, the, Tornies or the, or the Ruby, whichever, whichever one you want, uh, in either one of those for about 15 bucks somewhere in that vicinity. If you want to treat yourself, however, I would try maybe a vintage port like Taylor's Flatgate, 2003 at about $55 a bottle. Or if you want to go back to Sandeman, they make great ports. They have a 20-year Tawny port for about $45. I would suggest when it comes to ports, and it's kind of tricky, um, they're very, very, very fortified and very um, potent ports. So the, when you start to get into the vintage ports, just like a good aged wine, they start to mellow a little bit. Uh, they, a lot of different characteristics come out that you can taste and hints and different scents and flavors and the essence of it. So I always suggest uh, you're going to spend, on average, a little bit more to get a port. But a good port, when you're looking to drink something like that, you know, uh, an aperitif or as a dessert, or with a dessert. I usually use it as a dessert as opposed to with a dessert. I've always suggested that. But some people like to have it with cake or, you know, some, some sort of dessert. 
So I always suggest getting a aged port, something minimum, you know, 10-year. I like to go the 20-year if I can as well. Again, you're spending a little bit more, but you're getting a phenomenal experience. You're really getting to appreciate what a port is all about. And the interesting thing about ports is that in the region of Porto, or Porto actually, uh, in Portugal, most of the major port makers are all right near each other, the uh, vineyards and, where they, and the areas where they bottle everything. Everything is all close by to each other. So, you know, Osborne, um, Sandeman, Taylor, Gould, Dow, every Fonseca, all of them are all relatively close to each other. If not next to each other, you know, uh, blocks away, if you will, um, they're very close within a few miles of each other. It's an interesting kind of concept. Not unlike um, if you look at Napa, where the same thing applies. You know, most of the wineries and some of the vineyards are all next to each other. You can go from one to the next to the next to the next. Either you go Silverado Trail or you go down uh, 29, you know, the main main highway. Anyway, so that would be my suggestion for you on a good port. Uh, hopefully you'll get a chance to enjoy that for the holidays because that's a, a great thing when you find a good port. Also, Sherry's is another thing that uh, is interesting, the ones from Spain. You know, you can get uh, from Jerez or Malaga where most of the main uh, good Sherry's are made. And, uh, you know, Gonzalez Baez makes phenomenal Sherry. Uh, you can get some of their 30-year, and not unlike, interesting, not unlike, um, uh, or I should say unlike a port or a really good wine, a vintage wine, you can find sherries for, um, you know, a steal at $30 or $40 or $50 for a 30-year-old vintage sherry, one that's been, you know, really, really mellowed and, you know, that nutty, uh, sweet, um, really well-balanced sherry that you can find at around 30-year, the 30-year mark at about 45 or $50. Gonzalez Baez um, makes one, the Matus or the No, N-O-E. If you find those, those are outstanding sherries. If you want to start out, you're going to kind of spoil yourself because once you start out spending, you know, and getting a 30-year sherry, um, it's tough to drink anything else because for some reason I find the um, the non-vintage uh, sherries, you know, the, the ones like, you know, uh, Harvey's Bristol Cream, the ones that people know of, cream sherries, things of that nature. And I'm talking about the sweeter sherries, the Oloroso, the Jimenez, Olorosos, those like like that, as opposed to the Pink Delfino, which are bone dry. I mean, um, and and that has its own um, place in drinking sherry. Some people like the bone dry, and some people like the you know the real sweet. I was mentioning the real sweet uh, Oloroso, Jimenez, uh, Pedro Jimenez Olorosos. Those are when you look for a sherry, what you want in sweet sherry. And then if you want a super dry, fine. You go to Tinto Pino um, that are made, like uh, Tito Pepe makes one. Anyway, so just a little uh, interesting note on the appetites. 
and the uh, you know things to have for dessert. Finally, my thoughts on the subject for um, the question of the evening, and I prefer for turkey or ham, a Pinot Noir. I think if you get a really nice Pinot Noir from Willamette Valley, you do Oregon, or a good Burgundy from France. And the reason why I make that distinction is, is because they're two different and separate uh, tastes, the Pinot Noir from, let's say, Willamette Valley and the Pinot Noir from France. That's why I made that distinction to get Burgundy versus um, a Pinot Noir. The Willamette Valley or the U.S. Pinot Noirs tend to have a little bit more fruit on the finish. And I think that bodes well for a good turkey or a good ham. Um, if you go with a Pinot Noir from France, although there are you know, plenty of them that are outstanding, uh, on average you're going to spend uh, a pretty penny, somewhere around the 50 and 60 and upwards uh, range for a really good French Pinot Noir. And what you're going to find is they tend to be drier on average. And I think what I've noticed to the um, uninitiated palate on French Pinot Noirs, someone that's kind of been drinking all the, basically the U.S. and the you know, Russian River and the Willamette Valley, Oregon, and so on and so forth, they drink a Pinot Noir from France because they think, oh great, I'm going to try where the Pinot Noirs have come from, the region of, you know, Bordeaux and so forth, but Bourguignon, excuse me. And then they drink it, and it's disappointing to them, and they've spent a lot of money. It's because, again, they're drier. So your expectation is, if your expectation is more fruit, and you taste something that's drier, it becomes, unfortunately, disappointing to some. To the initiated, uh, I think, to each his own. The French have their Pinot Noirs, and you know what you can expect to taste there. And... Uh, the American Pinot Noirs, you know what to taste there. So depending on what you want to pair it with and depending on what you want to have with, there you go. But my, my suggestion would be go with a good Burgundy from France or a good Pinot Noir for your ham and your turkey, depending on what you're serving. The interesting thing about it when it comes down to the holidays is that I think you can choose a variety of different wines depending on what you're serving for the holidays and where you are. People serve different things in different countries. So, you know, here we are in the U.S. and, you know, we think, oh, well, the typical thing to have for the holiday is a turkey or a ham. And although that's served more predominantly, uh, in other countries there are things that are specific to the holidays that are served. So you have to kind of, you know, flip the script a little bit and try something different for that. All right. Let's move on a little bit here. I wanted to just take some time to note a few things. Um, I have been getting emails. Uh, from everywhere. I, I have an email that I've been 
one that seems to be a, I've been getting pretty often, and that is uh, from a couple of different vineyards and winemakers who have gone on online and caught a few of my Wine 101 video series with uh, requests for me to do, um, you know, product representation via video uh, for their, their vineyards and for their, uh, their wine, their product. I, I have not come up with yet, I'm working on it at the moment, a program for that as well. As I've mentioned, I've, I, you know, you've, had, you've heard the um, sponsors that I've had on the show, and then, I, of course, I've done commercials, uh, audio commercials and spots and all that. But I'm working on uh, a program for the vineyards and the winemakers and wine-related companies that have emailed me with requests to do a wine video or a product video for them that can then be used, uh, they can use to promote their, their product and their wines, um, you know, whatever vehicle they'd like to use it for then. So I'm um, going to get back to everyone as quickly as possible and let them know how that will work. And uh, I appreciate it. I definitely look forward to doing things of that nature. I like to expand the horizons of promotion and marketing. Uh, I enjoy doing the, the Wine 101s. I enjoy putting together the Wine 101 videos with the topics that everyone has been asking for. So I'm kind of going through, it's an open book. I'm going through all the different topics and putting together uh, the Wine 101s for that as well. I also uh, I'm going to put together a series on um, wine tasting and how to, how to taste wine, different types of wines and what are the characteristics. That's another thing that's asked for me. People have gone to the website, uh, my website, and seen the, the library or the glossary on wines and said, hey, you know, can you put together kind of like a, um, a video series on each one of these particular wines so I know what to expect. So if I want, I can go and click on your, your video for a particular wine that I'm looking to, to serve or, or purchase and know everything I need to know about that. So that's what I'm going to be doing. As I mentioned at the top of the show, I'm breaking it out into uh, different wine varietals, and I'll pick particular, uh, particular wines, different ones that I think represent that particular, particular, uh, that particular varietal best. And then this way uh, you can choose. I also like to do maybe, one, like maybe two or three within that varietal. So for argument's sake, let's just say I was doing a Cab Sauv, I might pick a uh, Cab Sauv from um, Spain. I might pick one from Napa Valley. I may pick one from, um, you know, Oregon, just for argument's sake. I'm throwing it out there. And you'll have three choices from three different regions uh, to give you an idea, and they may range in price. I usually like to do one that's value priced, somewhere around the $15 range or under. I may do one in the $25 to $40 range, and then, it, you know, one where, you know, it's just uh, a spectacular representation of that particular varietal. So in the future, when you'll start to see my Wine 101 video series, and you'll see it broken out for the different varietals, you'll notice that I'll be doing it that way. So anyone that says, you know, geez, that's great that you give me one that's value priced for $15, or that's great that you're giving me one here in Napa Valley, but what about, you know, Spain, or what about Italy, or what about, you know, you'll find that, uh, there'll be one for each one of the wine enthusiast levels. 
I just want to make sure that I got that note out. Okay. Well, I think that's the show for tonight. We're going to do it uh, an earlier show. I want to thank the listeners who listened in tonight and the emailers who emailed in their, their questions, as well as Felix who emailed them in tonight as opposed to doing it on the, uh, the chat room. Um, as always, if you have questions about the show, you can email them to info at stewthewineguru.com. You can go to my website as well at www.stewthewineguru.com and click the link for all my wine articles and videos and to listen to archived versions of the show of Wine Talk. Um, if you want to, you can Google Stew the Wine Guru or Yahoo or AOL search or uh, Bing or um, MSN, any one of the search engines, and find out about where I'll be, what articles I've written, take a look at some of the Wine 101 video series, and any of the organizations that I'm discussing or part of for the affiliations uh, with wine companies. And as I always say, if it's time to pour the wine, it's time for Stu the Wine Guru. Drink up, good night, and good wine. And now on Blog Talk Radio, you're listening. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.